Y'all better not come to my studio with that fake shit. Y'all better not come to my funeral with that fake shit. Y'all better off realizing there's nothing that y'all could do with me. All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me. Let's do it. <laughs> so fucking hype. I'm watching the plane land right now on ESPN. <laughs> Let me tell you something, okay? I knew, I, you know, I, I saw you go, you know, on your hiatus like you normally do when it's a major series with the Cavs or wherever LeBron is. So I saw you disappear. And of course, everybody was hitting me up like, yo, where's Cuffs? Where's Cuffs? And I'm like, he's probably just avoiding you corny ass motherfuckers that want to harass him because the Cavs were first. What was that? 2-0. They, they, what they say? 2-0 yeah. is over. Sweep, right? It's over. Yeah, they was already they they was already putting my boy in the grave. They, in had, the grave. they had the casket. They had the casket ready. They had the flowers. They had the pallbearers. They was putting Braun in the grave. It was two zero. You saw the media nerds. I, I you know Stephen A. Smith. Oh my God. Creflo, Creflo Dollar, ludicrous face ass nigga. You, you you seen it? So, like like all I gotta say is man, like I said last night. You know I like you said I went on my little hiatus because. Like basically, I want to enjoy the moment. Right. Like I want to, I want to enjoy the games with my family. I want to really watch the games and soak the shit up with my, like my son, my daughters, like everybody. You know, when I was a kid, I used to watch the Jordan Finals and shit with my dad. And and like I said, there was no social media back in them days, so you really can enjoy those moments. And it's it's priceless memories, win or lose. Right. And I wanted to take some time away from all this shit, like you said, all the weirdos in your comments every five right. minutes. Like I wanted to sit back and enjoy this shit, man. And I had a, I, I never, never once doubted LeBron, Kyrie, none of them niggas. Like I knew we was gonna find a way, man. I knew it. I, I kept, you know, I was one of the people too that was still arguing that we not out. I, I called it Cavs and Seven on Father's Day from the beginning, and I'm mad that I, I recorded a podcast right before the final started and I said that, but it, the, the audio was terrible. It was so trash. I might just leak it anyway because I know niggas don't believe me, but. I called it in, in seven games. I was like, they're going to get down, but what I think is going to happen is the rest of the team, not just LeBron, the rest of the team, there's going to be two people that are going to step up and be what he needs. I just felt like last year was was not the finals LeBron wanted. He, he, he tried. He did everything he could. But last year wasn't what he wanted, and I was happy that he got another opportunity this year to play against the Warriors versus, with, with his full squad, what he considered his full squad. You know, and, and their full squad, you know, but, you know, of course, everybody's saying, you know, their injuries came into play with, um, what's his name? The big the big man got injured. Bogut. Bogut. Bogut's out, and, and apparently Iguodala had a, b a bad back. He needed a backyotomy or something. So those are the little asterisks that they're going to put by LeBron's name. They're going to say things like Kyrie was really the MVP, you know, when LeBron averaged a triple-double, 35, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, all these get, things. And guess what the new excuse is? I What's heard the, the new, new excuse today when I, like I said, I only watch ESPN just to, to get my, yeah, my deck. Yeah, jokes. Like, I do not respect any of those guys' basketball opinions, all those journalism guys, those analysts. They are not basketball people. Like, no. I respect the former players, Chauncey Billups, like Paul Pierce. He did a great job on the, um, you know, doing mm -hmm. the finals. The post-game stuff, yeah. yeah. From, an, from an analyst standpoint. I respect former players, people who have actually got buckets and put the ball in the basket and played in those big moments. But all the ESPN nerds, the new excuse I heard this morning was, 
Well, maybe the Warriors were tired. You know, maybe they were tired. They're the 13 seven- deep, though. They got yeah, that was one of the biggest, most important reasons that they won the Thunder series because they were 13 deep. They have the war- a large bench. Maybe the Warriors were tired because you know they chased the 73 wins in the regular season, and maybe they ran out of gas. That's what Judge Judy said. Skip Bayless, Judge Judy looking ass boy. That, <laughs> that's, that's what that's what he said this morning. Oh, I think they ran out of gas. They ran out of gas. How oh the fuck God. you run out of gas when Steph Curry? He he. How many fourth quarters did he not play this year? Like 17, 18. That was, they, remember they was bragging about that, saying he he would have shot more threes and had better records had he played in those fourth quarters. So they were resting him for these moments. I guess that wasn't enough rest. Maybe he got exposed. That's what happened this series. Kyrie exposed. Speak speak about that exposure, please, because yeah, I don't I think people understand. Because I've been posting this throughout the finals, and I've been calling Steph Curry a one-trick pony, right. and. I received a lot of backlash. You know, I expected that because people don't understand basketball. And let me explain why I call Steph Curry a one-trick pony. He's a great shooter, probably the greatest shooter we've ever seen right, off, the, right. off the dribble, off the pin downs, off the curls. I mean, he can shoot the ball any from any angle on the court. He don't need, he don't need that much airspace to get his shots off. But he's a one-trick pony, and that was exposed to the world this series because – like, all he does is look for the three. All he does is jack up threes. Like, if he's not jacking up a three, shooting a step back three, or, you know, crossing over, shooting his little, getting his little airspace to shoot his three, he doesn't dominate the game in any other facet. He doesn't rebound like that. I don't care about the analytics. You know, you got these analytic nerds that are saying, well, Steph is an underrated defender. In what fucking world? No, they, they put and, up those bullshit-ass stats saying how – the, in, in Oklahoma series that Durant and Westbrook were shooting like 20% every time he guarded them. It was so ridiculous because anytime he's isolated on Westbrook, we all see the zone come into play. There's help on both sides. Yep. So if you drive past him, which he, pretty much anybody that's a point guard in the NBA can do, you know, there's help. So, of course, those stats are going to be skewed. That's why I always try to tell people, don't just rely on numbers. They will lie to you. Yes, they will. And they fucking lied to the Golden State Warriors. They lied. They lied to us, Miko. They, they lied, lied to us. Let me. I was upset. I was offended. Like, like, really, really offended at the unanimous MVP choice because, I, granted, I know what the MVP award means. It goes to the best player on the team with the best record. However, there are multiple times when that shouldn't happen. And this was one of the times I felt like it shouldn't have happened. Obviously, LeBron is the best player in the league. He's the MVP. As you saw, if you take Steph off of that Warriors team, they still won a lot of games. They won a lot of games without their head coach. He got the the, um, Coach of the Year award, and it looked to me like he was outcoached by Teron Lue in the finals. Exactly. Like, that that game seven proved that that, that even – like you said, Steph, I mean, uh, Steve Kerr was uh, outcoached by Lue because why the fuck did you have Festus Azili on the floor at all? And why do you have Iguodala guarding LeBron in game six with no back? He had no spine. Yeah, he got to drive him his daisy back. Like, why are you out there with the with back spabbing trying to check Braun? Like, yeah, he was definitely out, coach. They getting off the plane. They getting off the fucking plane. <laughs> Let's get it. Yo, I think I, I'm, I'm, today's my birthday, Cuffs. Oh, happy birthday. Today is my birthday. LeBron has given me three amazing birthday presents since I've been a fan of his. And so – I want to ask my husband today if I can go to the parade. I've never been to a, a championship parade of any kind. So I'm really thinking about going to the parade Wednesday and just being one of those fans. Because I've never been a, that type of fan. I've always been a professional athlete that covers sports. But I've never yeah. just allowed myself 
to just be a fan and just live in moments as a fan. You know, I went, so, to, I went to the parades in Miami both times when they won, and like I said, it, it's it's a def, it's definitely something you should do once in your lifetime, especially if you're a fan of a player or that team, because this you will really see the love in that city and and the love they have right. for, for those guys. Like it's it's unreal. I can I can only imagine what's gonna what it's gonna look like in Cleveland Wednesday at that parade, man. Because right. like me, I'm here in North Carolina. I didn't go to sleep till five o'clock this morning. Yeah, I went to bed I know at these, three. I know these people in Cleveland. They still they still walk around like zombies right now. They probably won't sleep until Wednesday. Yeah, no 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 bars closed last night. You crazy if you closed in Cleveland last night? Because you know I'm who I'm happy for. You know who I had before. Like we definitely you know we we were proud of LeBron, man. Like I said, no other player in the history of the NBA has been this this much maligned and and, and this scrutinized. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's disgusting. Social, it's yeah, really disgusting. disgusting. So, the social media age has, has played a big part in that. There wasn't any social media back when Kareem and Magic was losing in the finals and, and Jordan was getting his ass whooped by the Pistons before he right. reached the finals. But there's never been a player that's been more scrutinized than LeBron, man, and he deserved this moment. Kyrie deserved this moment. Even Kevin Love stepped up big and played, played big on the boards yeah. last night. He strapped Curry up in that last. Man, sequence. he was rebounding his ass off that last, that last play, that last offensive possession for the Warriors last night when Kevin Love was on him. You know, normally I would have panicked because Kevin Love just, you know, he don't, yeah. he don't have the, the feet. The lateral quickness. Yeah. Yes. So when I saw him get low and just say, "You are not gonna get an open three off on me." Strap him, Let's go. Strap that I, I nigga. So, I was so lit, man. Watching my face. I had the whole family in here, wife and kids. My face was lit. My nose was two inches from my TV screen. That last, <laughs> that last ten seconds was my like nigga, a lifetime. I was screaming so loud. My niece had my phone. She was Snapchatting me. I was when I when I saw LeBron block the shot when he when he flew. Didn't they say he lost his athleticism? Oh yeah. What they said? Yeah, they said they told me. They they told me that LeBron has lost his bounce. You know, yeah, he, he's he, getting he, old he, and washed. Oh, he's kind of washed now. LeBron's washed, man. He ain't got no bounce no more. He's not explosive. I don't see the same athleticism. When he dunked it, the whole season, the whole season I saw some dunks from LeBron I've never seen before. But that block, though, that, that block, block though. that chase down block is going to go down in history. When I saw that, I said, we winning. I mean, you know my husband's a Warriors fan, so we've been battling. We've been going and, at and, it. Brent. Come on, Brent. Light-skinned niggas are stuck. Come you light-skinned, too. You, you <laughs> wasn't on the, on the boat. But, yes, we've been battling. And yesterday was Father's Day, so it was so awkward. I was just like, do I really want to cater to this nigga today? And we about to play game seven against each other? Like, Come on, Brent. You know, we had to separate each, ourselves from each other Brent, yesterday. I it was with the Bulls. Yeah, but he's really, he's truly, truly to his core, he's a Steph Curry fan. Like, he oh, really okay. is. He's like, he's like a Steph Curry fan. He just, he likes niggas that can shoot the ball. Like, he likes the niggas that can play offense. I go at him all the time about his defense, and I always tell him he can't guard his own position. So, therefore, I will never call him anything but a great shooter, the best shooter we've ever seen. Yeah, he's, he's not getting great. anything else from me until yeah, – I, I totally agree. That's all I was saying when I was calling him the one-trick pony. Like, he can really shoot the basketball better than anybody we've ever seen yeah. Say off the dribble. He can. It's, we've never seen a, a wizard with the basketball. He got great handles. Great all handles. That. Great but, floor, um, court vision, feel, everything. Yeah, I feel like after this series, Steph is going to have to take a step back because I do feel like his head got a little too big. Oh, didn't it? Didn't he started. It? He started reading his own like it's like it like they said the cliche. You've been reading your own little newspaper clippings. You know, you got your own signature Suck, shoe. Sucking it's, off your. You know, they played. They they made like a secret, a low key shoe called um, number two, like ring number two. 
Oh, they had it. They had it waiting in the they, bushes. They had it waiting in the bushes. They got. They got to send that over uh, with the t-shirts, the championship t-shirts. Send them shits to Haiti with them t-shirts, <laughs> them fucking hats, and, them, and, and all that shit. The gym bags, the fucking shoe and sleeves. Send that shit to Haiti to Wycliff, nigga. Send it to Haiti, nigga. Let's go. <laughs> I'm so happy that you were on here today, and we won. Cause I wasn't gonna record today. We would have lost. I was just gonna skip this week. Like, now nah, I'm not recording. So when I saw they won and people was tweeting me like, yo, you got to hit cuffs. I hit your ass like my nigga. Walking Are we going to do this? He walking with the trophy? ESPN. You got to turn the ESPN. What Man, is I'm, I'm in a recording studio. I can't even see it right now. I'm not even at home. I'm actually in a studio in L.A. So you, you could just give me the play-by-play as we're recording. You know who I'm really happy for? I, I mean, outside of the obvious superstar names, Kevin Love, you know, he, he came – he paid his dues. It, it wasn't an easy road for Kevin Love. He had to face a lot of scrutiny. Yeah. He, he was like he was like the scapegoat in many situations, kind of like how we Chris always Bar- shitting on him. That's not even yeah. No, I'm, rightfully so. Rightfully yeah. so. He was playing like he was playing soft as shit. He was playing like a pussy for the first couple, you know, first first couple games. But um, I'm really happy for Jr. Smith, man. Oh my God, I don't know if we ever gonna get him back again now because I think that Henny's gonna be. Popping in the club, this dude's DMs is probably popping. Oh, I said it. I said it on Twitter uh, a couple minutes ago. Like he's definitely going to catch a curable STD in this championship for this, sure this week. This whole championship run, these these parties and these walkthroughs, he's definitely going to. Jr. Smith is definitely going to catch a. He's STD. trying to close everything that that wants to, him to close it. All the doors. He's closing all of them. Yeah, <laughs> keep the penicillin on deck, my boy. Hey, keep it on deck. I'm happy also for Teron Lou because, you know, he got a lot of shit just for that whole situation with who, who you know, was my favorite player in the whole world, Allen Iverson, when he stepped over him. Every yeah. time he did something bad, he made a bad coaching decision, something happened, they put that Jordan face over him getting stepped yeah. over. And, you know, a lot of people like don't, a, huh? Crying like a baby on the sideline. Yeah, he was. But I, I've known him. We grew up, not he grew up in Mexico, Missouri. Shout out to Mexico. And I was born in St. Louis, which is not that far away. And our families actually know each other. So I've known him for a very, very long time. And, you know, as a player, he was always, you know, he was never really amazing at basketball, but he was really good. He was smart. And he did what he needed to do to stay in the league. But it was a hard work. Yes. But to win this championship coming in after the Blatt situation with him being fired randomly, I still don't know why he was fired. Do you know what was going on with that? I mean, I, I really feel like the guys really didn't connect with David Blatt on okay. a on a on a you know player coach level. I feel like Blatt was a good X and O guy, good strategy guy, mm-hmm. but he was kind of like a lame to be honest with you. He was a uh-huh. lame coach, and it's Tyron Lue, like LeBron said, he said it on numerous occasions. He even said it last night. Like he just relates to Tyron Lue. Like it's just a certain connection you can't explain with words sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it wasn't just LeBron that, you know, that wanted Ty Lue to be the coach. A lot of the guys in the locker room. Well, it you know, seemed they, like it would have had to have been more than just LeBron for that to happen. Cause yeah, I mean, say it was, it was like a, it wasn't like a mutiny per se, but a lot of guys really felt like we, we believe Tyron Lue more than we believe David Blatt. And it right. was fucked how it went down. Like the Cavs were in first place and everybody like, damn, how you going to fire the coach after, you know, he in first place. They like, they like they were like thirty and eleven, I think. Yeah, it yeah, they had at least thirty wins, so it was yeah, a little sure. awkward. But Teron Lou had, you know, he had some big shoes to fill just because of that firing out of nowhere. It, it put pressure on them, and then the whole situation with people saying that LeBron was um, 
was planning to leave. So did you see the audio of LeBron telling D-Wade that they was going to link back up and win again? I know you saw that. Did you see it? I didn't see the audio, no. I, I saw it. I, okay, I, so I didn't hear the audio. It was, I think it was after the last time they played each other. They dapped up and they tried to cover their mouths, not understanding that there's like boom mics oh, all oh, around yeah, them. When they were on the court, okay, okay. Yeah, and LeBron said, yo, in a, in a year or two, we going to link back up again and do this and go for a championship again. And, and D-Wade was like, oh, no doubt for sure. So knowing that that happened, and it could have been joking. It could have just been some niggas talking shit. Do yeah. you think after seeing um, LeBron finally do something that he's always wanted to do is bring a championship to his uh, state of Cleveland and, and, and Northern Ohio. Do you see him leaving after this year, or, or do you think this championship means he's going to stay? Because now you can't say shit to him. He could be in Cleveland and never win again, but he just won, in my opinion, yeah. alone. If you and, that's, and that's exactly why – that's a great question. That's exactly why LeBron James has the golden ticket right now. Mm-hmm. Because he can do whatever the whatever the fuck he wants to do from this moment on without any criticism or yeah, slander. Can't because say shit. he delivered on his promise to Cleveland. I'm gonna bring you guys a championship. I did that. So now you, you can't want. you can't be mad at him if he says, I wanna go play with my brother again. We got some unfinished business in Miami. Or this is the one that nobody's talking about. You heard it here first. Or I'm gonna go to LA. Oh. But not but ho, ho. But not to the Lakers. To the I'm going to go to L.A. and help my best friend, one of my other best friends in this Chris. world, Chris Paul, get his championship ring. Because he's one of the only guys in this league that's still considered like one of the big-name superstars mm-hmm. other than Carmelo. The Knicks will never matter. But, <laughs> you know, I can see him going to L.A. to play with Chris. Because they have that tight bond. Right. Just like him and D-Wade, the same type of bond, brotherhood, friendship. But if if I was in LeBron's shoes, and LeBron's a very very unpredictable guy, and right. that's that's what's gonna make this summer so interesting when free agency starts, because you really don't know what he's gonna do. But if I personally was in his shoes, it would be so hard for me to leave the city again. And not only that, but Kyrie Irving, twenty four years old, still young. Still young, the craftiest point guard in the league, man. He proved that in these finals. He yeah. outplayed. He outplayed Steph yes. Curry. Well, so it's like, right. We can we can work a few things out. You know, Richard Jefferson. He said he gonna retire. You know, Kevin Love. He might be back. We might decide to keep Kevin Love. But I don't. It's a great situation. You already at home. You got your home already there. I know you right. bought a house in L.A. Yes. Everybody so I, I think I think it I think if at the end of the day if I was LeBron I would stay and just defend my, at least defend my title for one year. See if you can go back to back. Yeah, I see if you can go back to back in Cleveland. If not, you'll be 32 years old. You still got three or four more great years ahead of you. Got a lot of gas in the tank. So I, I, the inside, my gut feeling, I think he's going to stay. But I never I, know. I, I've always, this is me speaking from a fan's perspective, I've always, being good friends with Braun and Chris Paul, I've always wanted to see those two guys play together. Yeah, so so let's talk about you being um, good friends with LeBron. A lot of people might not know who you are. I haven't even said your name yet. We just jumped into this shit and started talking. <laughs> this is Cuffs the Legend, at Cuffs the Legend on social media, for those of you that don't know. Um, you met LeBron. You became friends with LeBron. Uh, you guys started hanging out, all this stuff. Can you? T- I, I kind of know the story, but can you tell 
for people that might not know how you and LeBron became friends. You were just one of his ultimate fans, and now you guys are actually cool. Yeah, I mean, I was just a real dude. Like, I, I've always been a fan of the kid since he first came, you know, to the NBA from high school. I seen him play in high school. Uh, me being the person I am, like, I'm always traveling around. I'm in the, I'm in gyms. I'm training guys. Uh, I'm, I'm in the basketball network, you know what I mean? And, and I met certain people at certain events, and – you, you know, you meet these guys, they know these guys. Like I said, it's a small world out here, especially right. the basketball world. And I, I met certain guys in the league and, and and other associates, and it was it was crazy how we, we met. Like I met them through some different uh some different people. It was it was crazy. Like the story is 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 is, is actually funny. Like I met them through different people, and like I said on ESPN, a couple shows I was on, like real just recognized real. Like I'm I'm a real guy. They real guys, they whole crew, and it's like they gravitated towards me. Like I never reached out to anybody. Like I had certain guys contact me, and it was they, they, they fuck with me. You know what I mean? And it was like they they was fuck with me on a real level, and 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 it just went from there. Like the relationship just kept going. Like we we speak here and there. Like I actually sent him a message. I think it was right before the finals. I told him simple simple message. I know everybody's in his ear. Everybody's right. saying that. My exact words were. Keep trusting your jump shot. Because mm -hmm. he was—he he didn't make a jump shot for a long time. Yeah, and I and I saw that. Like I know I know his game in and out. Like I know his tendencies. I know his game. I watched him. Like I said from day one, and I saw that. I was like, man, they giving you the mid range shot. They they plan you for. They plan you to drive. If you knock down a couple jump shots, and you saw that, I think it was game. It was game five. Uh huh. It was game five in the Oracle. Hitting, yeah. He started hitting them jumpers, started shooting a three ball. And I, I knew they was going to win from that moment on. But the relationship, like I said, he a real dude, man. I've been to games, been that back in Miami, the back back in the Miami days, man. It's, it's just a real a real situation, man. Like, he, he, I, I think we relate to each other on a lot of levels, man. Like, we both family, man. You know what I'm saying? With the, with the family, the, the sons playing basketball. We talk about a lot of different shit, like, during the course of, the season and shit. A lot of it ain't even really basketball. You know what I mean? It's, it's like just two niggas chopping it it's up. It's just real, just real shit. Like right. you know, our, both our sons at that age where they're young and they develop, and we talk about all that type of stuff. Like it's just real everyday stuff. Like and I tell people all the time, these guys are the absolute best in the world at their jobs. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, they real dudes. Right. And I mean, some of them, they're some of them, from, I, I'm keep it real. Like a lot of them are phony as hell. Mm -hmm. they, they might say they're going to do this. They don't do that. You know, how, you know how it is with, right. with athletes, but I can't say LeBron is a real one, man. That's why I'm genuinely happy for him because I, I've always believed in his talent, but he does so much for the community, man. So much for the inner city. Just so much. He's a model. He's a model. He's a, he's the quintessential role model for any kid to look up to. And I feel like the whole Steph Curry thing, it was cool, but I'm going to keep it real. Like, I feel like the whole Curry and Asia Curry shit, that shit kind of phony to me. Like, some of their relationship is phony as fuck to me. Like, me and my wife talk about it all the time. Like, Why do you think it's phony? It's just something about it. I can't, it's some shit you just see. Mm -hmm. You can't describe it, but with words. You think it's but because it's, it looks too perfect? That too. Like, I, I was joking about it on Twitter. I was like, man, you know Steph Curry got side chicks on the road, man. <laughs> you know, you know I've, I've, I have people in low places, women in low places that I'm still cool with and I'm still associated with. Low places. So, 
I, I still keep my ear in the low places because you know, you always want to know if your man's been in those low places as yeah, a woman. Yeah, shit, shit is too phony. Like, what I mean, you know what I mean. Like, it's yeah. just, it's so pristine. It's so perfect. It just looks like the perfect, like the Hollywood script. And I'm the like, Stanford man. Stepford Wives family type shit. And another reason I say it's phony because I don't trust light-skinned people with green eyes, man. So, <laughs> that, and you got two of them I in one. you don't. Yeah, you got two of them in one household. So, but like I said about LeBron, man, he a real one, and that, and that's yeah. pretty much the best way I can can put it. Like he's a real one, man. He always kept it real with me, with my fam, you know. And and I'm just happy for him. I'm genuinely happy for him because we've never in our life seen nobody scrutinized and criticized and so much venom. Like it's like he can't satisfy anybody. Anybody. I think a lot of that has to do with. Um, people comparing him to Jordan and comparing him to Kobe. And yep. you've, you've spoken about this on social media a lot. And, and my opinion of all of these things are that LeBron James doesn't play the same position as Kobe or Michael Jordan. So I wouldn't compare them as far as apples to apples. However, if you're just comparing greatness and comparing players, LeBron James does things that neither of those two players can do. That's now, great... they also do things he can't do as well. Not can't do, he doesn't do, which is, you know, become a high-volume shooter. Both of those players are shooting guards. So their job is to be high-volume shooters and shoot a lot of balls and average a lot of points, although their shooting percentage was probably going to be lower. I think that LeBron is the best basketball player that we've ever seen. And I mean just all-around basketball player. And a lot of people have a problem with that fact. And I think that's part of the reason he gets a lot of hate from not just the fans but the media that doesn't want to give it to him because he doesn't have this dog that, you know, that's – a dog apparently is someone that's capable and willing to shoot 50 shots a game to get 60 points. Yeah, that's a great point because – you, you you said exactly what what I've been saying for a while as far as the comparison to Jordan, the comparison to Kobe. Like most of these people who hate LeBron, they're old, washed up Jordan fans mm -hmm. or they Kobe Bryant Laker fans. That's pretty much what yeah. it boils down to. There's a lot you, of them. It's a lot of them. That's pretty much the entire landscape of basketball fans if you really break it down. You got, like you said, you got the old faction of Jordan fans. And then you got the Kobe fans who came along after Jordan retired. And it's like they pretty much anti-LeBron. But back to what you were saying about the shooting guards thing, that's a great point because Jordan and Kobe, their whole entire job was to put the ball in the basket every game. Right. I mean, they played D. I mean, they facilitated sometimes, but LeBron James embodies all of that. Like, he pretty much plays every position on the floor. He guards every one through position. five. Yeah. I mean – We've never seen an all-around player like him, and I, I think that's that gets lost in the conversation when people start debating about rings and Kobe got five rings. No, the same bullshit. Jordan got six rings. Mm -hmm. But if we're talking about all-around talent and skill set, like we've never seen a LeBron James before. Right. He, he's he's a one-of-one one prototype, and right. that's why I, I try to get people to understand, like stop comparing him to Jordan. Like I've seen people on social media even during these finals saying – you know, Michael Jordan would have did this, or Kobe would have done that. It's like, or Larry Bird would have did this, or Magic would have did that. Like <laughs> those people who have that type of ideology when they watch basketball, they don't really understand the game of basketball. Like you can't. It's you can't, hard to argue with them. Yeah, it's hard to even deal with it because it's like <laughs> LeBron James is not Michael Jordan. He is not Kobe, and that's and that's fine. 
Yeah. Like, he is the first LeBron James. He's not the next Jordan. Yeah. He's not Kobe. It's like you can't put him in this box like that. Like, he is, he is a one of one. Yeah, even his position, If and if you've been noticing in the NBA, um, there isn't really positions anymore. I, I'm over positions. I'm over point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward center, because you have players like LeBron James and you have Draymond Greens. These guys are the point forwards. They're bringing the ball up. They're leading their team in assists while also still scoring and getting rebounds, blocking shots, playing defense, getting steals. This is where the NBA is going because it just seems like the the the, the position of the point forward is going to be as important as the point guard. You know, back in the day, if you didn't have a good point guard on your team, like a legit point guard, like one position, you you, yeah. you had no chance of getting to the championship. Like that was like a major key to get into the championship in the 80s. Who's your point guard? Now you can have somebody like um you, you see how they how well the, the um the Cavs play when Del Vadova comes in? They really do play well with him at the point, and that's because all he really has to do is just get out here and just make sure he's getting people rest. He doesn't have to do anything amazing. He doesn't have to be a great ball handler. He doesn't have to be a great shooter. He doesn't have to be a great defender. He just needs to be all around decent because LeBron is going to be the point guard. So you have all these other players that are flourishing in the league at, at certain positions because of this hybrid position, the, the Kawhi Leonard's, the LaMarcus Aldridge's. These are players that we didn't see. We saw this um, 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 Rashid Wallace. Yeah. He started it. Start. He's like the he's like a, a, a beginning version of a LeBron James. You know, he didn't have all the skills, but you started seeing big men shooting threes. Sadell Threet. There was all these players that were doing all these amazing things. And as you as you move into the league, you see these hybrid big six five to six nine players. Kevin Durant is he almost seven feet? Yeah, he about six eleven. Yeah, and and, and he's a, he's a guard. You know, you have to label him as a forward or, or you know, power forward or small forward, but he's really a guard. You know, and that's that's a, is credited to the the way that the league is moving, and LeBron is the king of that position. Yeah, we saw, like I said, we saw Grant Hill come along, and he was yep. like one of those guys that after Magic Johnson, like oh, before, even before Grant, we saw Penny Hardaway, Grant Hill, that little era of the point forward, and like you said, um. Then we had, like you said, Scottie Pippen was really that guy, man, that was really yes. LeBron James before LeBron James, yes. but he didn't he didn't have the physical tools that LeBron has, uh -huh. and like I said, LeBron's a, he's he's taking that to another level as far as being able. We never seen he's a guy explosive, like explosive like like a, like Derrick Rose coming into the league. He's got that type of explosiveness, you know, and he's six eight two sixty two fifty. Yeah, and just like and just like. The same thing I say about Russell Westbrook. Like, a lot of people try to put him in the box and say, well, Russ is not a point guard. They should move him to shooting guard. I'm like, you got to understand the game of basketball has evolved. Yes. It's like we were saying, or like you were saying, it's positionless basketball now. Right. And like I said, the Draymond Greens now, he's he's a, like he's another hybrid small forward, power forward guy. He could play center. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot guard, of kids. He can guard centers even though he's that small. He, he can do a lot of things. He could do everything. I, I think I think it's starting at the youth at the youth level. A mm -hmm. lot of kids. I I even see it when I'm in the gym now with different kids. Everybody loves to be behind a three point line now. You really you really see any big guys that's working on their post moves, they yeah. jump hooks. Well, so uh, when a kid is 
We, pl we played against a kid that was like the number one seventh grader in the country like two weeks ago. This kid is like 6'5". Wow. So we thinking this kid going to dominate us on the inside. Yeah, he play he played out. Yeah, he played on the elbows and the wing the whole entire game. Wow. And that's, that's an example of where the game is going because that kid, I guarantee you, his favorite player is Kevin Durant, uh, Paul George, you know, guys like that, Kawhi Leonard, because that's the type of body frame that he has himself. So mm -hmm. most time a young kid is going to gravitate towards a player that he kind of kind of resembles. Yeah. You know, and that's why I say about the Steph Curry, this whole Steph Curry thing where all these kids walking around with the Steph Curry jerseys and the Steph Curry T-shirts and the Steph Curry shoes now, them ugly-ass nursing yeah, home shoes. Them shoes is pure trash. It's like, it's like everybody was trying to ask me, like, what? you know, it's Steph Curry's league now. I'm like, no. Mm -mm. People live in the moment. They're prisoners of the moment. A lot of these kids look at Steph Curry, and they idolize Steph Curry now because they look at him and say, he's skinny, like me. Small, he's not regular he's body. Frail like me. He's not athletic like me. He can barely dunk a basketball like me. That's the guy I want to idolize. He's shooting the threes. You know, everybody loves the three ball. So I feel like that's why everybody prematurely gave Steph Curry the crown as far as the fans. You know what I mean? The fans, even the media got caught up in that bullshit. Right. But now we've seen shit come full circle and it's, and the real ones are back. The real ones are back in the throne. Right. Um, so so they, they definitely put the crown on Steph's head. And when they did that, they also crowned his wife, who we brought up a little bit earlier. I think I saw you on Snapchat saying she needs to shut the fuck up. She got to get back in the kitchen. Why she got to shut up? Because, you know, I'm a talking ass wife, too. So I want to hear why Aisha should shut the fuck up. Go. The difference between you and her you are a you are a athlete like you're not a former athlete what this is why I try to get people to understand when we say stuff about the media people or guys who never played sports on any level whether it was a high, you was a high school star or a college star or you could have you know any any level you were an athlete you're still an athlete you're still a competitor like you play tennis you're still competitive yes. whether you play pickup ball you're a competitor you understand certain shit about sports and the dynamic of playing the game whether it's basketball tennis fucking flag football right. fucking beach volleyball you understand that competition in the moment so you understand certain nuances of certain sports Asia curry is more of an arm candy wife like, she's the wife that I'm caught up in the moment. I'm emotional. You know, I expect my husband to win because we've been whooping, whooping everybody ass all year. Cocky. So, so yeah, so we, we've been cocky all year. We've been dancing in the crowd. We've been talking our shit. But now we're faced with adversity. Now I want to come out and say the NBA is rigged. Was the NBA rigged when y'all motherfuckers was winning 73 games in the regular season? That's what I, I, I said this on Facebook, and it's yeah. so funny because was I don't NBA really. Rig? Was the NBA rigged when y'all was up three games to one? I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure on them car rides home with you and Steph, y'all was feeling like, yeah, we already making plans. We already making championship plans. I got my cooking show coming out and shit. We living right now. Popping. 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 And LeBron came through, Kyrie came through, and they humbled them arrogant ass niggas. They humbled everybody. They humbled the whole household. The whole house. The whole Curry household. The, the the parents, Steph's parents. I don't know if you saw the video. Oh, oh I service. saw it. <laughs> I saw it. And I got I gotta say, it was funny. Like it was funny because I'm in a certain space right now where 
I've been taking so much personal backlash and so much flack for, for being a fan of LeBron. So I'm like, motherfuck everybody. Like, everybody. Like, I'm talking about anybody that's ever been against what we're doing. Like, yeah, they can all go to hell. So I didn't feel any remorse. But it was kind of funny because I'm like, yo, Dale Curry looked back at him like, Oh, <laughs> he looked back at him like I know this nigga didn't just dab. Yes. I know just I know this nigga didn't just dab on me, man. Dabbed on him, and then he was looking like he looked up like he had like like what the fuck. And the funny part about the video is, you could tell that that was orchestrated because his friend was videoing. Yeah, he was like, go, I'm about to go dab on this nigga. Just record this. Dab, catch this shit right here on Snapchat. Hold on, hold on. Here you go. Uh, it was funny, man. But I laughed. I ain't gonna I'm, lie. I'm, I laughed. I'm just glad to see the whole Warriors team eat this, like, eat their humble pie. Like Draymond Green, he's a good, versatile player, man. Draymond, like I said, he he came from you know being a second round pick. A lot of people passed on him in the draft, and like he he found that overnight that newfound success. And I feel like it went to his head a little too quick. He started feeling himself. Got an all, you know, he was an all star this year. Mm-hmm. You, you, I tell people like. You, like, look, if you look at guys even like Draymond, you can kind of tell when they start to really feel themselves when their war, the way their wardrobe switches. Oh, yeah, he started wearing some random-ass shit all of a sudden. Like, he got cool. Yeah, you start, like, Russell Westbrook, he's been doing it. He's been a star for a long time, you know, for, for a lot of years. So you can see when guys, D-Wade, you know, he, he was like the catalyst. He was like the first guy to really start switching it up with the, with the dress and the fashion. But those guys are proven. Right. Even though Westbrook hasn't won a championship yet, everybody knows he's a top three, top four player in the NBA. But Draymond Green, like, literally started dressing like Future, like, overnight. <laughs> like, I seen this nigga out here where he got fucking bare skin rugs around his back. He got he got the Frank Lucas chinchillas on and shit. Oh, my Yo. God. These nigga, he got the Future hats on. I'm he like, started feeling himself. He's starting to feel himself, yeah, he, he started feeling people's penises and um, got suspended in game five. We got to talk about this because a lot of people are trying to say LeBron got him suspended. Oh, he didn't even try to hit me. It was just a random event. But how can people say that knowing that he's done this so many times <laughs> throughout the playoffs alone and the season where he's doing ignorant things like aiming or hitting and kicking and pushing past somebody's genitals? At one point, does the league say we've had it and you're suspended? Yeah, that's, that's when it happened to me. I saw everybody doing the typical shit. You know, people are so predictable. These LeBron haters are very predictable with the oh LeBron's a crybaby and all the memes and shit. But I, I said it. I was like, Draymond deserves his his suspension. He's been hitting people in the fucking scrotum. He's been punching niggas in the balls. All oh, like yes. several times. This is yes. not the first time he's been crossing the line for for he in the Oklahoma City series. He antagonized Stephen Adams the entire series. Mm-hmm. Like Draymond, Draymond will make a shot, and he's all in Stephen Adams' face for no reason, all the way down the court. He's being a bully. I'm not it's, mad at him. Exactly, he's been bullying guys, and that's the type of individual. Like I said, this I said this on. I wasn't on Twitter, but I was on another social media site, and I said it. I was like Draymond Green. We all know a Draymond Green. Yes. Like, if you ever play basketball or even football or any competitive sport, one of those two sports, you've met a Draymond Green. Like, Draymond Green was a herb-ass nigga growing up. Yes. Like, he never he, – he was a funny-looking dude. He never really had no chicks. He was never really popular until he got some athletic fame and glory and notoriety. And he's still a herb 
down to his core. So he was doing herb shit the entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then the shit he did to LeBron, he, he hit LeBron in the balls real quick and then tried to play it off like he didn't do it. Yeah, he didn't even own up to it. I, I felt like the, the suspension was 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 needed because they really did need to reel him in because they had let him go. He obviously their team is is a bunch of you know so what you would call soft dudes that, they, that aren't vocal. They sore losers. Yeah. They front runners. Steph Curry is a front runner. Clay Thompson, he's a front runner. And don't get me wrong, I actually like these guys. That's what that's what people don't understand about me. If they weren't playing LeBron James or they, if, I feel like they just they were just in the way. You get what I'm saying? Like they're in the way of what LeBron's trying to get. But I I like Steph Curry. I like certain things about his game. I really like I like Klay Thompson's game and his skill set better than Curry's. But I feel like these dudes, man, they really became so arrogant as a collective unit. Like Draymond's arrogant ass. Like the shit that Klay Thompson said at the podium about LeBron being in his feelings and maybe his feelings got hurt. Right. That shit sparked LeBron. LeBron disrespectful as fuck. Yeah, disrespectful. Like this is a legend in the game. Are you feeling yourself now? You got a nice little, you got some waves. You got some 360 waves. You got a nice taper. You feeling yourself, Clay? They thought they won. They thought the series yeah, was about they, to be they, over. They thought it was over. Yeah. I, it, it was It was such a, it was such a large slice of humble pie to, to win it on the Warriors floor in the Oracle where they had only lost nine games the entire season. And look, and they only lost two games at home all year. All year. And they lost two games at home back to back. Back you know, to back. Humble pie. That was a large slice, my nigga. The slice was was big. I did I did respect the the Warriors for after the, the the buzzer went off and it was zero and and the Cavs won. They could have been you know sore losers and just walked off the court because at that moment the other team is celebrating so much. Do you want to <laughs> sit there and wait for them to finish crying and celebrating to go shake their hand? <laughs> A lot of niggas wouldn't do that. And they sat there and they waited for them to get all of that shit out, all those emotions. And they waited and waited and waited and dapped them niggas up. I can't tell you how dope I thought that was. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, like Because a part I wouldn't of me, have did that shit. A part of me is thinking we're going to see a trilogy. We're going to see a round three. But the other half of me is thinking I feel like – the OKC, OKC, they showed us the blueprint how to beat the Warriors. Yeah. And then the Cavs came along because as good as Westbrook and Durant They're is. They're better than them. They have a better LeBron, LeBron and Kyrie are a better duo. Yes. They play together. They have better synergy and better chemistry than Durant and Westbrook. Even though Westbrook and Durant have been playing together for a, a, Long. a longer time. This is only Kyrie and LeBron's second year together, but you can see it now. Like, these last couple games, you really saw, like, these niggas unstoppable together. Well, the thing is, they, they fit better together because one of them doesn't mind playing Robin sometimes, which is one of the greatest assets I find about LeBron James. And one of the things he's most hated for is the fact that he can be the person that will pass to the guy that's going to shoot all the balls. In, in Oklahoma, you have two guys that don't want to submit to each other. Neither one of them wants to be Robin on certain nights. Yes, everyone says Westbrook should be the Robin, but Westbrook doesn't feel that way, then it's no. not going to work. And I, and I love Russell, and I feel like Durant, it, it doesn't really work between those two guys. I mean, they're always going to get to the Western Conference Finals or right on the doorstep of being a champion, but it doesn't work all the way because Durant, is not a facilitator like Brian. Right. 
Like he can't get others involved when his when his shot is not falling. And that's always gonna be the the underlying problem for OKC. Like they they pushed the Warriors to the brink. Like I said, three one came back, but I mean it was down. I mean, it was down three one and they came back. But uh, and they was up three one. My bad. They was up three one yeah. and blew the, and blew the shit. But Choked. they they could they couldn't close the games because it was always now nah, it's your turn. No, it's my turn. They they play that your well, turn, yeah, my they, turn ball. Yeah, they they share um being being the the leading scorer a lot, but you know. To me, another big part of why they couldn't get through that series is because of their bench. They only go eight deep in Oklahoma. And then you're playing against a team that goes 13 deep. You're going to eventually – everybody was trying to figure out why during the season they lost so many close games. And I kept saying it, but, you know, I got tits, so nobody <laughs> listens to me. <laughs> I kept saying hey, – that's how it is. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, we, you got tits, man. That, that's, that's how it is sometimes. And that's why I be telling people, like, some women – and I, when I say this statement, I always capitalize the word "some." Yeah. Some women should just no, they just shouldn't talk Shut basketball. Up. Should just not talk That's any just, sports. Like you said, me. the biscuit, the biscuits are burning. Like go in there and cook some, you know, <laughs> make a salad for your husband. Make them, you know, make them some lasagna. You know, go bake some some brownies or something. Like you are one of the few women that have a voice that that we respect as far as, like I said, you was an athlete, you understand, but a lot of these chicks that's talking, they just arm candy, man. They just eye candy. Right. And I was just, I was talking about in Oklahoma that they they run out of gas because those two guys don't get much rest. They're averaging 40 minutes a game and all this stuff in the, in the playoffs, like 40-plus minutes. You're you going to get tired. You're going to get tired, and that's what happened to them. During the season, a lot of those guys run out of gas, and then you saw in the playoffs. I, I, I thought that was going to be a reason they wouldn't be able to get by the Spurs, but they ended up getting by the Spurs to me because they they actually outcoached um, Popovich. He was afraid to go small to me. I felt like if he would have changed that roster and went small, he had to sit Tim Duncan more than he did. And and I, and I feel like the Spurs really they they really lost because none of them niggas have edge ups. Like none of them <laughs> niggas have hairlines, bro. Like. <laughs> Them niggas be sitting in the barber chair. Yeah. And you know how you, know, you get a haircut? You might get a taper, right? You get the shit faded on the side. You get a taper uh -huh. in the back. Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, them niggas just hop out the chair before the haircut's even finished. Like, yo, I'm yeah. good. Yeah, and Kawhi. But fuck them niggas. <laughs> fuck <laughs> the Spurs. Fuck, fuck all of them. City Thunder. Fuck the Golden State Warriors. Fuck all them bitch-ass niggas. We live right now. What's happening on TV right now? I Heart Miko Podcast. It's fucking the day after the championship, and we lit, bro. We, we are, are lit. lit right now. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what. Like, I, I still feel like I feel bad celebrating the way I want to because looking at my husband's face, <laughs> he has the same look I had last year. I think it's different this year because the, his team was both teams were healthy. So last year I was like, whatever, Asterich. You know, the, the Warriors got there because everybody was hurt on both sides, the East and the West. It was Asterich. So now this year, there's no excuse. LeBron hey, won. He did that shit. I just got to let you know, Brent. Look, I know you're listening. Listen, my boy. I know it hurts, man. Like, I know it hurts. You're you, you cheering for Steph. You're you cheering for Klay Thompson. I see the light-skinned connection. I relate. I'm a light-skinned brother. You know what I'm saying? But I hate to see the light skin on light skin crime, man. But you gotta, we got room for you. Like we have a yeah. few seats left on the witness wagon, my boy. You, I mean, <laughs> you, you lived in Miami. You saw the Miami. We still live there. Yeah, you, you live in Miami. You seen the Miami championship runs. 
Now you back. Now my boy back in Cleveland. I mean, what is there not to be a fan of? That's the question I want to ask all the haters out there, all the weirdos that be in the Instagram comments, that be on Twitter, that's listening to the I Heart Miko podcast right now. What? Do you- what? How can you not be a fan of LeBron James now? Yeah. It's weird. It's weird as shit. <laughs> People saying he shouldn't have got the MVP. Kyrie should have got it. All y'all weird as fuck. All what y'all. Can you hate? What is what is there to hate? I just want to know because sometimes a lot of people, you know, they make situations so complex. You know, they ask you know these questions with all these multi layers. Like just just ask the simple question. Like how can you not be a fan of this guy now? Right. Speaking he even pulled his daughter out last night. You see that? Yeah. Pulled Zuri out last night. The flourish is real. You see him pull her out? Yeah. Waited. They waited. They knew he knew he was gonna win. You know, I'm pulling my daughter out at the podium. <laughs> Niggas. Nigga, it got real. It got so real. And then then that this motherfucker, Stephen A, gets on the post game show and just Bro, talking I'll sucking LeBron off like he ain't been hating on this nigga for so long. <laughs> He said it was over at the game too. It's yes, over. It's over. There, there is no way. I, I tweeted. I found that tweet and tweeted him. Told, called him a fucking idiot. You're a he fucking was, idiot. Shut up right now. Zero percent chance. He said it. He tweeted it. I mean, I can't respect the guy with a hairline like that anyway. I that's, can't that's either. That's how I look at life. Like For you to just even just have that hairline in our face and just it's, ignore it's, the fact that it's that bad. It's it's two people. Let me see. No, let me see. One, two. It's two people right now who just need. Somebody in their camp, when they fall asleep at night, just to sneak in the room and, and buzz it off. Some clippers and just shave their fucking hair off in their sleep. And that's Stephen A. Smith. No, it's three people. Stephen A. Smith is one. Stevie Wonder. Got to cut the braids off, Stevie. The dreads, yeah. And number three is Mike Tarico from this song. <laughs> Got to get that baldy, man. What do you think about LeBron's hairline though? Like you think he, you don't think he should go ahead go to the one or the low Caesar? I got to give Bron credit because <laughs> he's been trying to hang on to it, fluffing it up. Give him credit because he is fighting a great fight. He's fighting the one of the best fights we've ever seen. Like we've never seen a guy that's that's heavily scrutinized. Yeah, he's scrutinized like this. He's stressed out. Like I'm stressed out. Like that game last night was the most stressful yeah. sport event I have ever watched. Like, me and my wife, my kids, we all in the living room watching the shit, and we looked at each other and started laughing because I'm like, yo, I feel nauseous. Yeah, like, like you about to play. Yeah, my stomach, That's, that's that goes back to what we said about playing the game and yes. being in, in certain Knowing moments. That moment. My my stomach feels like, yo, like I got the butterflies, like I'm playing, I'm still playing ball. Like, yeah. I was like, I can't take this shit no more. Like, she went upstairs. I'm like, get your ass back down here. Yeah. It's time. Where are you going? Like, get back down here. Like, I know we're going to win this game. Yeah, I never doubted. I was, I believed. I was, you know, we had a, we had a packed house too. My niece and some other friends were over. You know, it was Father's Day. My dad was in town. And it was just a little weird because it's like, granted, you know, he's my husband, but he's cheering for one team. Like, both one of us is going to be hurt after this game. And I just knew it wasn't going to be me. I was just like, you're going down. Like, it's clear. <laughs> Look at your man, Steph. He, what do he have, 14, 17 for the game? Like, I was like, dog, y'all going down. One I don't trick, care but- how many threes Draymond hits, y'all going down if Steph Curry don't come out here and put this cape on. And that's exactly what happened. And I was just like – Oh my God! So 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 let me let me ask you one more thing because I got to get your opinion on this. 
before we get out of here. 73 and 9. They broke uh, Michael Jeffrey Jordan and the, the 96 Chicago Bulls record of the best record of the NBA in history. Is there an asterisk by that? Matter of fact, you could put you could put an asterisk beside it because, like I said last night, the Carolina Panthers went fifteen and one in the regular season, Didn't they? and they fucking choked in the Super Bowl. We just saw the Warriors go seventy three and nine. Everybody crowning these niggas. They better than the Bulls. Steph Curry, they start. I started seeing memes during the season with Michael Jordan and Steph Curry comparisons wow. and all this dumb shit. And it's a lesson to be learned right here. The regular season means nothing. nothing. I, I, I had this conversation even before the finals at the barbershop with some, with some fucking nimrods. I'm like, the regular season means nothing. Are oh, you crazy, man? The regular season. Why they play the regular season for? They only play the regular season for the, like I said, the, the, the to get stack se- everybody up. Yeah, to, to get seeds for the playoffs. Yeah. And when the playoffs come. It's a whole nother game. Yeah, it's a whole nother game. So the intensity level is gonna gonna rise. And we saw that with the Warriors. Like those guys, they play their best basketball when everything's comfortable. When 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 they're knocking down their threes, they're going on these little barrages where they make three or four threes in a row. The Oracle is lit, the crowd going and the crazy. Other team sinks down, yeah. they quit. The other team implodes. They turn the ball over. You can't turn the ball over when you're playing at Oracle. You know, the uh, E40 in the crowd. You know, he over there. MC Hammer, he dancing in the crowd. Everything's good. They front running. But as soon as you strap them niggas up mm-hmm. and yep. make them have to put the ball on the floor and not just shoot a three, you see the true color show. And that's what we saw. Like I said, you can put an asterisk beside it because what the fuck do you, what the fuck do you get for this? Nothing. Nothing. I, I feel like there's an asterisk because of the situation of people saying they're the best team to ever play in, in because of their record. And me being a basketball player since I was 10 years old, from middle school to high school, college to playing pro, what I've learned, if I've learned nothing else, is when you're playing in a, a season, I don't care what sport it is, when you're going to play against somebody one time, you could beat them. If you're yep. going on a 10-game road trip, this team is only seeing you one time. They don't they if if you play against a team and you have a, a game plan and a strategy and you beat them at it, in the playoffs, you have to have another strategy. You have to have something else because now they're gonna game plan against what you just did. You don't see that in the regular season. Teams don't get to come back and play you back to back or three or four times in a row to change their defense or change how they move the ball or change who they go to. So to me, it's a lot easier to have a great record in the regular season and then it not be the same in the playoffs because you have to beat somebody four times. That's a lot of fucking times. Yeah. You have to actually be better than someone. This is the reason that although I am obsessed and I love football, I will never see football or the playoffs as a better competitive sport than the playoffs of the bas- of basketball because in the NBA you have to beat somebody four times. To me, you beat somebody four times, you're better than them. You can beat somebody one time, yeah, and go win four games and win a Super Bowl. Like the fucking Giants did my Patriots <laughs> twice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We was yeah. fucking undefeated. That's a, that's a great analogy. Like we were undefeated, 
but they only had the game plan for that one game. One game. That's and they all played you have the game. The, the Giants' defensive line, their defense had the game of their life on that Sunday. That's why they call it any given Sunday. Right. But yeah. I, I totally agree with you. The NBA's regular season, you got back to backs. You got guys flying in in town three or four in the morning playing back to backs, and yeah, the, Tired, I feel like the not I feel like serious. Yeah, I feel like the Warriors team, the way they shoot the three ball, you know, they 13, 14 deep. They were tailor-made for the regular season run that they had. Mm -hmm. But when the playoffs came, we saw even the Houston series. Like, Houston started giving them a couple good games. They had to bring Steph back. Right. But that Oklahoma, I I would keep – yeah, the Portland series was pretty good, and they only have one star player, which Dame Lillard cooked their ass, but he had nobody else to help them. But we started seeing the kinks in their armor in the Oklahoma City series, like I said earlier. They showed them – they showed them the blueprint. They showed the world a blueprint to beating these guys. I mean, I knew the I knew what needed to be done, but nobody had actually done it. It was almost you gotta like get people were afraid to go small like that and and literally come in and beat them. And I, I feel like that was all a I call it the imaginary boogeyman. Sometimes in sports, where that the players, even though they say they don't listen to the outside noise and the outside media shit, and they 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 see this shit. They yeah. see the bleach, see the bleacher, bleacher report blog posts and all that. They they read this shit. Some of them do. Right. And when everybody kept saying, "Oh, the Warriors, the death lineup with Draymond Green, the small ball lineup. No, the Cavs can't handle the small ball lineup." Yeah, they can. Richard, they all Richard to Jefferson it. came in there and showed. Shout out to Richard Jefferson, shout man. Shout out to that nigga because he was he was hooping when Kevin Love went down with the with the concussion. Everybody was like, oh, it's over for them now. Richard Jefferson came off the bench out of nowhere, my nigga. He looked like Richard Jefferson from back in the day, from the Nets. He looked like like he he, he used to be one of the best, not the best, but he used to be one of the great finishers of the league back in his prime. He was always yeah, he was, great around the rim. He was always. Since, yeah, ever since Arizona, he's been like yes. a phenomenal athlete and you can see it even at this age i'm like yo richard jefferson yo, he, still has athleticism you see he dunked off two feet just hopped right up two feet dunk two hands That's why I, after the game he came out and said he's retiring but i hope they can talk him out of it because they actually can need he actually has a, at least one more good year in yeah him, he does man i, I felt so I, I these are these are the things that i was watching that was making me believe i was like look look what the fuck is happening these players want to win this for lebron so bad that's what you saw you saw a bunch of guys saying, no, hell no, not this year. It, somebody go down, so the fuck what? Somebody else got to step up. And and it was happening. Look at, um, what's the, uh, what's his name? Came from Orlando. Fry. Fry, yeah. Fry, man, he hit some big threes in the playoffs. Not this series, but the ones before he stepped in at that, that Hawk series, he killed them. Yeah, he killed the Hawks. Killed and the, Ra- the he, Hawks. He, has, he had some big games in, in the series against um, Toronto. the Raptors. Yeah. And that's why I was, tell, I was telling my boys, I was like, man, it was like, man, why they ain't letting Channing Fry play? Like, I said, man, you got to understand the game. This series against Golden State is not a favorable yeah. match for no, Channing Fry. No, he can't play defense for real. He's a fucking champion for life. Yeah. He, they, the, 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 I, I have to, 
I cannot stop giving Teron Lue credit because I don't know if it was him. I'm, I don't give a fuck. People are like, oh, LeBron was coaching. I don't care. He's the head coach. So if LeBron is making these subs and telling people when to come in, then Teron Lue is the dopest coach anyway for even listening because some niggas <laughs> won't even listen. You know what I'm saying? Some people won't even listen to players. I see this a lot in the NFL, obviously, because my husband's a player. I hear a lot about the players asking the coaches, like, we need to do this, we need to do that. And there's just too much cockiness in the coaching position where the coaches think somebody came to see them call plays. No, we came to see niggas hoop. If you got players that know the game and know what's up and they're telling you to sub or do this and that, sometimes you have to listen. And whether Teron was listening or whether it was him by himself, I have to dap that nigga up the next time I see him because it worked. It was just perfect matchups. They was pulling out the right players at the right time. Did you peep out we didn't see Delhi very much in this series? Exactly. I told my best friend, I said, bro, Deladova, because he, he likes Deladova. I said, bro, this is not the series not for Deladova. This is not, not the series for him. I mean, he out there trying to play Australian rugby and shit. We don't need that shit. Yeah, Shump, we, don't, we don't need that shit this series. Shump came in, and people was hating on Shump, but he did what was needed. Shump gave us his body. He gave us his energy. He didn't make a lot of shots, and the reason for that, for all you dumb motherfuckers that don't know, when you chasing a nigga the whole game, <laughs> it will alter your offense. It will do that to you. And, and they didn't care. They had other people to score. They just need a shump. We need your legs. We need your spirit. We need you to be aggressive. We need all six of your fouls. If You know, whatever. And just niggas, to be a pest. Just yes. to be a pest. Shump went down. People talk cash shit about him. He was a major key to winning this championship. A major key because it takes a lot to chase this nigga. These two niggas, Splash Brothers, he had a big job on his shoulders. You know who else I got to give a shout out to? Who? I got to give a shout out to Tristan Thompson too, because he really mm. was Tristan. a fucking animal on the boards. He and a lot of shit too for his contract. Nigga said he didn't deserve. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Like even I, even I was saying a little couple things like, bro, this nigga making eighty two million. Yeah. But like I said, he, he was there. He was there. Shots, and those, all those offensive rebounds. You see those key free throws he made in Game Seven. Free throws. Yeah, My they nigga, was, they, I was so proud of him. Yeah, I was. I was happy for Tristan, man. But as all in all together, man, like it was a it was a great team victory. Like the whole yes. series, like they they really I mean, even Dante Jones, man, shout out to Dante Jones. Yes. You see John go go back and watch the video uh-huh. on the final play of the game when they jumped on the court, everybody started racing to the on the court. Go back and watch this video. I got it on my Instagram, matter of fact. Okay. All you see is Dante Jones running full speed like Jesse Owens all the <laughs> All the way across the court for no reason. Like, go back and watch it. As oh soon as the God. clock strikes zero, it, you know, everybody jumping on LeBron or everybody just hugging each other. All you see is Dante Jones, Jesse Owens, Carl Lewis, 100-yard dash, like, all the way across the court. I have no idea where he was running to. He was just my homeboy, my homeboy was like, yo, man. He was like, uh, Dante Jones, he must he must find out Chick-fil-A was open on Sunday or something. <laughs> he, he, he was at full speed. But it, it, it was great, man. Like, I don't think this shit really gonna sink in. Like I'm just, it's like I'm in, I'm on cloud nine right now. Like it, the shit ain't gonna really sink in to me, and probably, probably like another week or so. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna celebrate. I'm talking shit to anybody and every. You know, I'm in LA, so I, I run into a lot of Kobe fans, a lot of Laker fans who want to argue with me, and I don't have time because I'm on vacation. But I got to time now. I actually have time now to all you Lakers. That's what, fans. I, that's what I told everybody yeah, last night. I got time. With the shits now. I'm with, I'm with all it. the shits right now. Like, I'm with them. I need everybody listen to the podcast right now. 
I, I need you in my mentions now. Don't you know, like I said last night, I know you had shit saved for me in your draft. I know you did. I know you had it. Yeah. I know you had the slender save. I need to see it. Don't delete it. Matter of fact, I don't even want you to delete it. Send me the shit you was gonna send me had we lost the last game. I need to see that yeah, shit. We need a hashtag that. Had yeah. LeBron lost. Yeah. yeah we, we need a hashtag. Had LeBron yeah, lost. What what draft did you have saved? If LeBron James would have lost that game last night, all I would have saw on Twitter, Instagram, two and five in the finals. Mm-hmm. He's never gonna be like Jordan. He's never gonna He's be like the King. Yeah, he's not the king. Steph Curry the best. Steph All this league. Boy. I need to see it. Don't delete it. Don't delete the draft. <laughs> Send me that shit on Twitter at Cuff the Legend. Instagram, same hashtag, same name at Cuff the Legend. I need it. So let's um let's pretend that you really gonna send this link to LeBron, and let's say let's let's give him um a proper um congratulations. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go first. Okay, so LeBron, I know that you're gonna hear this. I know this because I believe. That whatever I say happens, I want to tell you that I'm very proud of you. Um, a lot of people hated on you. A lot of people didn't believe in you. But the fact that you went out here and and beat a 73-9 Warriors team with two of arguably the best shooters we've ever seen. Um, you, you came in with a rookie coach, Teron Liu. You had Kyrie. You had Kevin Love. You had all these other players that nobody's really respecting that's not in anybody's top five that people are saying are never going to go to the Hall of Fame. You you went out there. You took Zadrunas Ilgowskis to the finals. You took Mo Williams to the fi- finals. You took Booby um, Gibson to the finals. And now you've taken some other guys that are much better than them but still not what people consider great to the finals and I'm proud of you and anybody that says anything else from here on out to you you have my permission to tell them to eat a dick there ain't too much there is not too much more I can really say <laughs> that's that pretty much sums it up and like my thing I I'm going to tell them I'm going to let this shit blow over before I even contact them. Right. But, like, my thing is, like, I am just a fan of what he has done for the game of basketball. Like, I'm a fan of his, of just his, the way, like, all the odds were stacked against him. Like, the way, his story, just his story itself, like, the way he grew up, man, and seeing him evolve as not just a basketball player, but as a man. Like we we've never seen anything about him negative, no DUIs or no sex scandals or right. you know we never heard anything that's that's been a, a blemish on his image that could tarnish his image, and it's just great to watch his evolution as a player. Like like you said, all the scrutiny and the first couple years he went to the finals, he got swept by the Spurs. Everybody in the barbershop saying LeBron ain't got no rings for the next four or five years. You know, all the all the hatred he received when he went to Miami. Mm-hmm. And people to this day still don't understand that. Like, that man did what was in his heart. Right. Like, it's people every day in this country who get better job opportunities. They get promotions to move to this city or they can transfer their job to that city and make more money and have a better situation for not only themselves, but their family. And he did the same exact thing, but we we crucified him because sometimes we could be selfish sports fans or obnoxious sport fa- sports fans. And it's like, he went to Miami. He lost that first year, 
the same barbershop jokes, the same jokes at the water cooler at, at people's jobs at work. Like, man, LeBron's a choker. He ain't got no killer instinct. Everybody started listening to Skip Bayless, and it's like everybody became sheep. And this is back when Twitter kind of first started, back in 09, 2010, you know. And Twitter it's like, started in 06 for me. Yeah. It, and, got, it started to pop in 09. Yeah, it started to, yeah, exactly. It started to really pop in 09 around the time LeBron was going through a lot of his failures, and people was like, just piling on him. And that's why I always remained true and loyal because I believed in him. Like I, like I said last night, like, I never had any doubt that he was going to come through Me. because I've been exposed to so much. I've had so many different conversations. Like he is wired different. Like nothing rattles him. Like even in defeat, he he's graceful. He's humble. And it's like the whole evolution in this thing is crazy. Get to, like I said, losing that series against Dallas, mm. everybody's shitting on him, saying he should, you know, then he comes back. The next year and wins back to back. And then he loses on the last what the Spurs beat him in 2014. Yeah. He leaves, go to Cleveland. They lose that first year. What did everybody say? Oh, he made the wrong he made the wrong choice. Yeah, Pat Riley, he should have stayed in Miami. We saw that shit even this year after they were down 2-0. Yeah. He should have went, he should have stayed with with in Miami. He can't win without Wade. He can't win without Wade and Bosch. It's like, come on, everybody try to find something to say. And he shut everybody the fuck up yesterday, last night. Eat a dick. And I feel like now he has solidified his legacy to the point where if you say something negative about him from this moment on, like there's no way that your mother took prenatal vitamins when she was pregnant with you. (laughs) You feel me? Like something has to be mentally wrong with you inside your spirit to say, that guy right there is not one of the best basketball players we've ever watched. Yeah. So you get me? Both. Like, Michael Jordan, got to have Bill Russell in the conversation. Magic Johnson, LeBron James. Bird. Perhaps. Bird. Shaquille O'Neal. Kobe. But as far as the top three, you got to put LeBron James in the top three right now. Today. And, and that's that 31 30, years old exactly. with plenty of more basketball left, plenty more chapters left in this book. And that's why I tell people, enjoy the greatness while we still can. Like, stop criticizing this man so much. Stop hating. Stop being a weirdo. Because what's going to happen is, we saw it with Kobe. People are going to wait to show you love at your funeral. And mm-hmm. I, I don't mean in a literal sense. I mean, when your, your career is over. Funeral. Every, yeah. When your career is over, everybody want to come in at the end and say, LeBron's the greatest. LeBron was the greatest. No. We watching this shit right now. Live. Live at 31 years old, still in the prime of his career. And we so busy arguing. We so busy trying to make corny ass memes and videos on for Facebook and shit every day that you're missing out on the greatness. And that's why I took a that's why I took my hiatus during this this final stretch. Because I'm like, I'm appreciating this shit. Yeah. I ain't letting nobody sidetrack me from what the fuck is about to happen because I know he going to humble these arrogant-ass niggas, and he did it. I took all the shots. I was on Twitter every day. They was coming at me every day, and I'm like, I don't care what y'all say. He going to have to beat. Steph Curry is going to have to beat LeBron before I ever say the team is better. I'm believing in the Cavs. I believe our unit can get it done. It's as simple as that, and we saw it. We saw it. 
We all witnesses. Three to one. It couldn't have been down. It couldn't have went down any better. We was down three to one, everyone, to the 73 and nine Warriors. We had to win back to back in <laughs> Oakland at the Oracle. Where they the first team to ever do this shit. Ever to the do first team to ever come back for three one, you bitch ass niggas. Right. Don't, 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 I don't want to hear Only nothing. The King I don't want to hear that. nothing you motherfuckers got to say. Only Stephen A. Smith, Michael Smith, all you ESPN journalism nerds. You do not know basketball. None of y'all ever got a bucket. You don't understand this game, None man. None of y'all niggas ever had a boxing one played on you. Never. None of y'all. Never had a boxing one. You never had a. You never had the opposing coach say, "Boxing one on him." Yeah. Hey, Get on him. Full denial. Full court denial. Any of y'all niggas ever had a full court denial? I have. Never in their natural life have they seen that, and that's why I can't respect none of these herds, man. We all witnesses. All of you are witnesses. Witness. Shout out, LeBron, man. We're going to get out of here, Cuffs. I'm so glad you joined me. This was only right for it to be you. You know that, right? I was waiting. I wasn't going to record if it wasn't with you. I really I wasn't. Was I was like, there's nobody that's going to have the passion with you, me. Somebody else are, going to be hating. You already know me. You know how I rock. I was sitting back waiting. Mm -hmm. So you sent me the message. Let's do it. Yep, you was right on it. Yep, let's do it. <laughs> what time? I was like, oh, my God. I was Ready? so excited. My husband's like, who are you texting you so excited about? I was like, Cuffs. It's going to be all right, Brent. <laughs> it's going to be better days, man, for the light-skinned coalition. But not right now, my boy. Not right the now, nigga. Yo, my boy. Cavs in seven on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to the best basketball player I've ever seen, LeBron James. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you, too, Cuffs. I know this was a great present for you. Oh, it's all I, it's all I wanted was... Like I said, this championship, Father's Day, I couldn't have wrote a better script. A better, it's like a, it was like a movie last night. Yeah, it was amazing. It was such an amazing movie. I ate, for, I ate chicken. You know, I'm vegan now. I had a <laughs> cheat day. I had some chicken yesterday. Like, come, it was, I could, it, today I woke up, it was my birthday, and I'm just like, wow, I really, I'm a champion. I feel like I won. My, you know, my husband buys me a ring every time LeBron wins, right? Well, he better, he yeah. better go yeah, he better go ahead and get it ready. Go, go ahead and order it now. Not not the not their ring, like just a ring of some sort uh, to to commemorate the championship. You got three of them now. Yes. Now, well, yeah, I'm going to get another one now. So I, I'm gonna. I always pick my rings out. <laughs> I pick it out and tell him this is the ring that I want for my championship. But he gets so mad. But I'm getting another ring so that everyone knows that I'm going to be flashing it and flaunting it and being very disrespectful about it. Because I'm a champion again. That's how yeah, I feel. Yeah, I'm online right now, so everybody listening to the I Heart Miko podcast. This is going to be out in a good hour or so. Yeah, everybody that's listening right now, I'm online right now, and you can reach me at Cubs the Legend. So I'm ordering my championship apparel. I'm getting my gear, my T-shirts and shit. So hit me on Twitter after you hear this podcast and let me know what size your mother wears because I want to make sure I get her a championship T-shirt. I got to make sure your mother is well draped oh in her championship gear. What size your mother wear? She What's her snapback? Her, uh, she yeah, get her a snapback snap or fitted? Because we got to get, <laughs> get, get her a fitted. Yeah, I'm going to order your mother a, a nice championship snapback. She probably wear like a she probably like a medium. Okay. She probably about a medium. So just let me know, on, on, like I said, on Twitter, at Cuffs the Legend. Let me know what size your mother wear because you're a witness right now. Mm -mm -mm. Well, Cuffs, thank you for joining me, man.
Thank you. Know, you. I, you know, you know, you already know what it is. Our, our hour went by way too fast. I'm not even doing a monologue. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just it's, gonna let this fly. Thanks for having. Look, thanks for having me on. Yes. And tell all the haters that they would never matter in the grand scheme. You would never matter. <laughs> you would never fucking matter. You hear me? You're never going to matter. Haters. Got to love them, though. Love is hate. But I'm going to holler at you later, though. All right. Appreciate it. All right. Peace. Mm -hmm. Wow, that was Cuffs the Legend at yeah. Cuffs. C-U-F-F-S, the legend on social media. One of the biggest LeBron James fans I've ever met. I didn't think that um, Cuffs was going to join me because he's been off social media for a while now. And um, he joined me, obviously, because we won, probably. I don't think this would have happened if the, the Cavs hadn't won. So shout out to the Cavs. Shout out to the entire state of Ohio and the city of Cleveland. You finally got a championship well-deserved after 52 years shout out to everybody that got a championship today shout out to the whole witness wagon all of us have been kicked and and and, and dissed and, and hated on for so long and and now we have a third championship to gloat about so we got a whole year that we get to talk shit to everyone so today is my birthday so i'm gonna start off today my first tweet is gonna be me talking shit just so y'all know but um, shout out to everybody. Shout out to the Warriors also. I mean, you guys were a great competitor. You guys have a great team. And I'm pretty sure you'll be back in the finals next year. Probably lose again. But um, shout out to the game of basketball. Something, a game that I've been playing my entire life, which I, I love. And it brings a lot of people together. And I hope that, you know, even if you hated LeBron, if you hate the Cavs, you weren't cheering for them. I just hope that this championship can show people that anything really is possible. I mean... If you put your mind to it and you play hard and you do what you're supposed to do in life, don't let anybody tell you what you can't do. Because LeBron's been hearing it his whole career, and he just refused to let everybody tell him what he couldn't do. So everyone should take a lesson from this and learn to go out for all their dreams. And don't stop until you get there. And I'm out. Peace.